Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. It is Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Listen to episode 235. And of course, oh, 236, rather. Sorry. Of course, I got my guy, Greg Penneman, with me. Greg, we're shaking, man. You're on mute. Yeah, you know, Thursday night, checking in on this, uh, you know, Thursday night game, first first game of the fantasy playoffs. Uh, you know, got some some scary injuries in this one, but yeah, we're 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 locked in for the rest of the week. Uh, we're we're like in emergency mode. We got you. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of people out on COVID this week, so uh, we we got to follow it all. Yep, about I think 130 something players around the league have ended up on the COVID list, whether testing positive or as a close contact. So we can go uh, back to the 17 game week. You know, just you know, we can skip a little week. We got 18 <laughs> right. games. That could be the buffer week. That could be like the. But emergency. this would have been semifinals week, bro. Like imagine all this happening oh to <laughs> in the semis, bro. Could not be over, so I don't know. Yeah. at least you know if you're if you have a buy, you feel so fortunate right now to oh, not yeah. be dealing with any of this. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Oh man. Uh, well, we let's jump into the games. We got some Saturday games we got to cover. We got some 1 p.m. games that we have to cover. Uh, quite a few of them. So let's jump right into it. Uh, starting on Saturday, 4:30 p.m., we've got the six and seven Las Vegas Raiders traveling <laughs> to Cleveland to take on a seven and six. Cleveland Browns. This game has a 40-point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook, and the Cleveland Browns are three-point favorites. In terms of the weather, there's a 64% chance of rain and thunderstorms. In terms of injuries, Cleveland has a they've had a basically a COVID breakout, so pretty much a lot of people have ended up testing positive. They have a lot of people are you know tested positive and are out for this game. They also have some guys that just happen to be out. Uh, so I will run through all the players uh, that will be out. Uh, linebacker Jacob Phillips, cornerback A.J. Green, uh, safety Ronnie Harrison, uh, cornerback Rod, uh, Greg Newsom, tight end Stephen Carlson, uh, running back Kareem Hunt, wide receiver Anthony Schwartz, quarterback uh, Baker Mayfield, backup quarterback who was supposed to start Case Keenum, uh, Ifeade, Adegano, Adegbo, uh, Malik McDowell, Troy Hill, John Johnson. So all those players are out either with injury, but most of them are out with COVID. Um, on the Las Vegas side, they only have uh, Darren Waller, who's out with a knee and a back, and then Denzel Perryman, who is out with an ankle injury. In this game here, I will be taking the over. I initially was going to take <laughs> Cleveland to win even when Baker Mayfield was out I was like oh Case Keenan they can still win this game given everything that's happened uh I don't I have to imagine the Cleveland Browns aren't even three-point favorites anymore um you know because I, I pulled this line on Tuesday so I'd have to imagine as we say here Thursday that they can no longer be favorites so uh... Vegas yeah, Raiders are three and a half point favorites now. 
Raiders are three and a half point favorites. So we consider what's the total? Is this still 40? 38. 38. So I'll take the over on the total. Uh, I will take the Raiders to cover three and a half. Yes, I'll take the Raiders to cover three and a half. Uh, in terms of the fantasy, I'm going to, you know, on the Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, David Njoku, that, that's probably going to be it. Um, Hunter, on the on the Raiders side, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, uh, I think that's probably going to be it for me there too. Uh, I know, you know, Derek Carr, you might expect them going up like it's bad defense, but if Cleveland's not doing much offensively, there's no reason for Derek Carr to really sling it, so... Yeah, that's really a game where you just, you know, you just play the people you know, and, and that's really it. Yeah, I will have the under at 40. I'm going to take the over at 38. It's just so very low. But I'm going to still take Cleveland to cover and Cleveland to win uh, just because I think I have them as a defense stream of the week. I also think they just have a formula to win, which I hope they do, which is uh, I'm not really looking at a lot of options, but on Cleveland's side, Nick Chubb should be in a smash by here if they want to win this game. Like he should get the ball 25 to 30 times. Um, he should be high in RB one. Um, Nick Mullins starting at quarterback. The only legit pass catchers are Rashad Higgins and David Njoku. I only really trust Njoku uh, to be in tight end one category. Great matchup, solid upside for a team high in targets probably. Uh, on Vegas side, not really touching Derek Carr. He has barely been in QB two territory. Uh, Josh Jacobs low in RB two. Um, was been keeping him relevant are his PPR numbers surprisingly, which is great. 14 receptions for 162, 160 yards in the last two games. And you know, money Renfro, man, a high in wide receiver two category. Uh, he's been the PPR wide receiver 15, 13, and three last three weeks. So fire him up. Yeah, definitely, man. And Higgins is definitely he was intriguing to me, but either you just I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if they got beef with the coaching staff or something. Mm. He just has not been playing. Yeah, he's not been on the field. Has not even been active. Uh, so I mean, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll have a choice this week. But I, I agree with you. When he's on the field, he's one of their best receivers. Um, moving on to the next matchup, Saturday, eight twenty p.m. We've got the nine and four New England Patriots traveling to Indianapolis to take on a seven and six. Indianapolis Colts. This game has a 45 and a half point total, where the Colts are two and a half point favorites. Uh, this game is played in a dome, so no weather concerns in terms of injuries. Linebacker Zaire Alexander, he's out uh, with COVID. Antoine Woods, he, defensive tackle, he is uh, also out. Uh, on the New England side, Damian Harris, he's questionable with a hamstring, and running back Brandon Bolden, questionable with a knee. Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, with this game, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots to cover. I'm going to take the Patriots to win. Uh, on the Pat side, <clears throat> Damian Harris, Stevenson, I think the rules still apply. I mean, if, if Damian Harris is playing, I think they're both RB2s. I think Damian Harris still has the higher upside. He still has that big play activity, as we saw last week, and I still think he'll get the carries in the red zone. So – uh, he's more of a mid-tier RB2. Uh, if Harris can't go, Stevenson should be uh, locked in low in RB1. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, as far as the receivers, has been up and down lately. But uh, I think this could be the up week because, you know, he's got a, a great cornerback matchup, uh, individual matchup um, on against the Indy corner. On Indy side, JT, I think he's still a high in RB1. I know Patriots are probably going to want to try to take him away. Um, Michael Pittman, I'm probably more look, concerned more. He's just see a lot of JC Jackson. 
uh, it will be tough for him. I think I put him in that low-end wide receiver two category. Uh, I think he's got a wide receiver three floor, but I would temper my expectations for him. Yeah, I'm uh, feeling the same way. I'm going to take the over here. going to take New England to cover and New England to win. Um, JT still an RB1. Just, again, limit that expectations for the high upside there. Michael Pittman is going to definitely get a downgrade for me. Uh, like you said, facing JC Jackson, that's going to be a tough matchup there. And then on the Wentz, I'm not into Wentz at all this week. Uh, you know, yeah. playing him in the League of Extraordinary People, almost out of desperation. Um, unless I get some better news a lot about Lamar. But, um, you know, Carson Wentz, I mean, he he does – I don't know how else to say this, but it's almost like the uglier the the uglier he plays, like I feel like the better his fantasy numbers will be, if that makes sense. So in a game like this, uh, I think Wentz has some definite, um, you know, sleeper like DFS if you're playing Saturday only slate type upside. Uh, but in redraft, I'm staying away. On the New England side, I'm into the running backs. Um, you know, Damian Harris, like you said. Uh, did get the bulk of the work, has the explosive play, uh, gets the red zone work. So process says you kind of have to go with him. Um, he is banged up this week, though. So I think mm-hmm. Stevenson uh, definitely will get in some play, especially with Bolden banged up as well. Uh, he leads the running backs in the in the pass game work. So that'll give um, that'll give Stevenson, I think, an opportunity to excel there. Uh, I I on I'm definitely I, for some reason I'm into Johnu Smith this week. I mean the target share has been equal to um Hunter Hunter Henry's in recent weeks. He's also getting some involvement in the running game um which also boosts that floor there. So I think he's got some some definite upside this week as a potential uh, top 12 play in, in, in a tough week for tight ends. Uh and then Kendrick Bourne, you know, I, you know, I've been a huge fan of him every week, basically. So I definitely like that. Uh, I also think Jacoby Myers, though, has some has some potential upside here. The, the Colts play a lot of a lot of zone defense, and and I think Jacoby Myers can, um, you know, find some areas in the zones, and especially in the PPR league. But uh, that's really it for me. Other than that, I think it's going to be an intriguing game. Uh, I feel like the Colts and the Patriots tend to play intriguing games. Uh, moving on to the next 1 p.m. matchup, we've got the 6-7 and seven Washington football team traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 6-7 and seven Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 44-point total, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. The Philadelphia Eagles are five-point favorites in this one. I'm just confirming the line, actually. Oh. Yeah, I've, this one actually has actually changed. The total stayed at 44. Yeah, nine and a half. Uh, the Indy, Philadelphia Eagles are now nine and a half point favorites over the Washington football team. You and can list to the, who's going to play rather than who's not going to play for Washington. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I was going to say when I get to the injury report, you'll you know you'll probably understand why this game went from uh you know from a five point game to a nine and a half point spread. So, uh, on the Pittsburgh or on the LA Chargers side, Jalen Hurts, he's questionable with an ankle. Um was limited participant in practice. Miles Sanders questionable with an ankle as well, limited participant. Uh on the well, back to the Jalen Hurts, he's been splitting first team reps with Gardner Minshew, so that's definitely important to note. So there's a, a high possibility uh that he could not 
he could actually miss this game there. So, uh, you know, plan accordingly. Uh, Jordan Howard, limited participant with a knee. He's questionable. Uh, on the Washington side, they had a bunch of guys end up on the COVID injured reserve list. Most, most of the impact guys are on the defensive side of the ball, like Jonathan Allen, Kendall Fuller, Cam Curl, Matt Ioannidis. Uh, offensively, uh, guys like Camp Sims, Cornelius Lucas. Uh, in terms of actual injuries, Terry McLaurin, he's questionable with the concussion that he suffered in last week's game against Dallas. Uh, J.D. McKissick, he's uh, he was a DMP, most likely out of this game with a concussion that he uh, dealt with or that he suffered uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so in with this game here, I will be taking uh, the under. Uh, I will be taking Washington to cover nine and a half because nine and a half is you know still a big big number. Um, and then Philadelphia, I think, wins this game here uh, on the Philly side. Jalen Hurts, if he goes, he's a QB1. Uh, Gardner Minshew, if he goes, I think has QB1 upside. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, or Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, I think are RB2s and RB3s respectively. Uh, Dallas Goddard, I think, is a tight end one, especially when going up against a banged up, uh, you know, Washington football team secondary here. Dallas Goddard has a nice game. I think also Devontae Smith has a nice game as well. Uh, so I, I like that on the Philly side. On the Washington side, I mean, you, you could realistically come to a situation here where it's literally just Antonio Gibson that you're willing to play in this game. Um, because Terry McLaurin, he's I mean, even if he's healthy, uh, even if he does play in this game, he's he's been uh, capped in terms of his upside. The target share hasn't really been where we'd like it to be when, when we talk about a player like Terry McLaurin up at the 30 percent range. Uh, so, you know, Gibson's an RB2, Terry McLaurin probably going to be wide receiver two to that wide receiver three uh, range for me. But that's really going to be it on the Washington side. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take the over. I think I'm going to take Philly to cover and Philly to win. I just think this, there's too many injuries that Washington's suffering, especially if Terry McLaurin can't play. Uh, there's really nothing Washington is going to be able to do to, to really score the football uh eagles have been good on the perimeter too on the eagle side i do like the all majority of the pieces even if garner's going uh i like garner have qb1 upside be ready for jenna Hurst, possibly not play especially with the high spread now like they probably have the game in the bag anyway so not why not risk that you know franchise quarterback right now uh i like Devontae smith i like dallas goddard uh both to be you know dallas Goddard to be a, a top 10 option Devontae smith to be a good solid wide receiver too um, whoever started at running back, I think whoever's last, if Miles Sanders can go, he got the bulk of the carries, uh, before he got banged up. So he played well against the Jets. I think he get the, uh, leading carry. So he's in RB2 category for me. Uh, and yeah, Washington side, I'm with you. It's just, it's just Antonio Gibson, really. That's it. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next game here, we got the five and eight Carolina Panthers, uh, traveling to Buffalo to take on the seven and six Buffalo Bills. This game has a 44 and a half point total. Oh, sorry, 43 and a half point total. Uh, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, the Buffalo Bills are 10 and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of this, uh, the weather here, there's expected to be some rain. In terms of injuries on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen dealing with a toe injury. Um, so he's questionable, expected to play, but he's obviously dealing with that. So, you know, expect that to limit somewhat his rushing upside potentially there. Um 
Emmanuel Sanders, he's doubtful with a knee injury. DMP, expected him, expect him to be out. On the Carolina side, DJ Moore, he's questionable with the hamstring. Um, so he was he has been limited this week. Greg, where where are you with this matchup here? Uh, with this game, I'm going to take the under and take Buffalo to cover, Buffalo to win. I uh, think this should be pure dominance. Another one of those games that Buffalo dominates uh, just on Carolina side. I really don't like anyone to play except DJ Moore. He's uh, in that wide receiver three territory. Got some wide receiver two upside, but it's just a tough matchup. Uh, there's going to be a struggle for this team to move the ball. Um, and that's really it. There's a lot of matchups where, you know, you, you're only looking at one or two people. On Buffalo, though, I, I like them a lot. Josh Allen, top three spot once again. Could potentially be number one. Um, all their pass catchers are in play. The only thing holding them back is if this game is a blowout by the third quarter or something like that. Uh, Diggs, wide receiver one. Beasley and Gabriel Davis, solid wide receiver threes uh, with some upside. Uh, if they can score touchdowns, if the game is kind of competitive slightly. And Dawson Knox is a top five to seven tight end. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. going to take Buffalo to cover, taking Buffalo to win the game here. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I on the Buffalo side, I think Josh Allen, he gets a slight downgrade just because I think his mobility gets limited here. True. Still playing him, right? Still going to start him. I think he's still a top 10 play. I just don't know if we'll see that upside there without the rushing upside. Uh, Stefan Diggs, still a wide receiver one. Uh, Cole Beasley, I think gets a gets probably bumped to a wide receiver two here. Uh, with the absence of of Emmanuel Sanders, and then I really like Gabe Davis because he could really, you know, we could be talking about an opportunity here for Gabe Davis mm-hmm. down the stretch to overtake the wide receiver two job in Buffalo and and really be that guy, the guy that I know that you and I were both high on coming into the yep. year, Greg. Right, so yep. I think there's an opportunity here down the stretch for some nice things to happen with Gabe Davis. So I would definitely. Even if you're, even if you don't plan to start him, he's a guy that if I got an extra spot on my bench, I want to get on my bench for these fantasy playoffs, especially when you look at, you know, look ahead a little bit and, and you see Week 17 Championship Week they play Atlanta, like that's yeah, a great matchup, yeah. right? So I uh, gotta like that. Uh, Dawson Knox, as you said, tight end one, uh, and then I think Devin Singletary gets a bump, right? Like if Josh Allen can't run the ball here, I think the Bills have no choice but to go to a traditional you know, like running game potentially here. So I think Devin Singletary, who, who's already leading the backfield, I think he gets probably a bump in addition to his pass game work that he's already getting. Uh, on the Carolina side, I'm with you. It's really just DJ Moore. I know Robbie Anderson had the big game last week. And so he's a potential deep, deep, deep league play, but that's that's really as far as I'm going to go there. Yeah. Moving on to the next matchup here, the three and ten New York Jets traveling to Miami to take on the six and seven Miami Dolphins. The this game has a forty-two point total. Uh, let me just confirm. Oh, the the Dolphins nine and a uh, half. Yeah, they get a co- they get a player players go on COVID and they end up at nine and a half. They the spread goes <laughs> up, so uh, that's interesting. Uh, so it's in terms of this game here, there's. Uh, so the spread is again nine and a half. In terms of the game here, there's some weather concerns. Uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, Salvin Ahmed, Philip Lindsay, all tested positive for COVID. All ended up on the COVID list. So all have a opportunity to miss this game here. Uh, I mean, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed happened earlier last week uh, when they were on by. So there's still a chance that they could play. Would play always. You know, I'm always like that. I would just plan to play without them. 
Uh, if he comes yep. in, that great. Um, Javon Holland, um, Jalen Waddle, they were all added to the COVID list as well. So um, Malcolm Brown, he was added, or he's designated to return from injured reserve. So they lose running backs. They they get one uh, if you really consider Malcolm Brown an NFL running back. But uh, on the Jets side, Elijah Moore, who was already on injured reserve, ends up on the COVID list. Uh, Tevin Coleman, who uh, was dealing with a concussion, he's a full participant in practice. Michael Carter, who was designated as in, uh, designated to return from injured reserve, he practiced this week. And then Michael Carter II uh, is questionable, the cornerback. So in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the uh, – I wanted to take the over, but now I will take the under here. Uh, with Miami missing some of their weapons, specifically Jalen Waddle. Uh, I will take the Dolphins to cover. I will also take the Dolphins to win. I, I love Tua this week. Um, again, the run with, with the running back situation in the running backs, I think Tua has a ton of upside as somebody who will see a ton of volume. Uh, Mike Gusecki, love him this week. I think no Jalen Waddle. Uh, the Jets have struggled to cover the tight ends all year. Uh, I think Mike Gusecki is in a smash spot. Uh, and then Albert Wilson is a super mm. intriguing play here because he, th- there's there's running backs that are missing potentially here. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's you know Jalen Waddle missing here as well. So this looks like an opportunity here where Albert Wilson can make some plays uh, as a yak receiver and, and and you know getting involved in the run game even. Which is team? So, uh, Lib- I mean, Limbounding was not an IR. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> De- play him at wide receiver, yep. playing running back. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, but I'm going to take Dolphins to win. Uh, I'm with you on the uh, Miami Dolphins side. You know, if Gaskin can go, I wouldn't plan on it. But if he can, you're starting him up. But if not, I mean, the only running option oh, yeah. left is. It's I'm Duke sorry. Johnson. I just what realized happened? I never spoke about the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, Michael Carter yeah. in RB2, R3, if he plays. Uh, Braxton Berrios and James McCrowd are both deep play wide receiver, wide receiver three, four flex options in PPR leagues. That's really it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 pretty pretty good. Uh, on Miami, though, yeah, Duke Johnson starting at running back, the only one option there. I think, yeah, you know, if you're in deeper leagues and you're desperate, I think he's a, he's a good add. Uh, Devontae Parker should be solid wide receiver two in this matchup. Mike Kosecki, good tight end play. Uh, yeah, that there's there's going to be a secondary uh, complimentary pass catcher, definitely, Alba Wilson or Preston Williams. Uh, I think it's probably going to be Alba Wilson, though, for sure. On the Jets side, Michael Carter, uh, Braxton Berrios, um, and, yeah, Jameson Crowder. Those are the names I'm listening, I'm hearing, and I'm playing. Yeah, that's really it. Um, moving on to the next game here, we got the nine and four Dallas Cowboys traveling to New York to take on, or MetLife rather, to take on the four nine New York Giants. This game has a forty four and a half point total, and the Dallas Cowboys are ten and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather, we are okay. Uh, Dallas, in terms of injuries, Tony Pollard, he's questionable with a foot. Uh, Tyron Smith, offensive tackle, he is out with an ankle. Cedric Wilson is out um, with an ankle, I believe, as well. 
New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. He was limited with a neck injury. Saquon Barkley limited with an ankle. Uh, Aaron Robin Aaron Robinson. He's out with an illness. Uh, Dory Jackson, Cam Brown, Xavier McKinney, John Ross, Kadarius Tony, Kyle Murphy, all out on the COVID reserve list. Greg, where are you going with this matchup here? I'm gonna take the under. I'm taking Dallas to cover. Dallas to win. Uh, on Dallas side, because it's just most gonna be talking about Dallas stack low on QB one, that 10 to 12 range. If Pollard, I think Pollard is the running back to start in this situation. Uh, he's gonna go and he's healthy. I think he's a running back to play. He's, I think he's a solid RB two for me this week. Uh, C.D. Lamb, solid wide receiver one, easiest matchup in that slot with you know Gallup and Cooper back and uh, healthy. Uh, you know Gallup is going, Lamb is gonna have some blow up weeks now down the stretch. Uh, with those slot matchups. Amari Cooper, high in wide receiver two. He's got wide receiver ups, one upside as he gets more healthy. Um, and I like Gallup as well, still in the wide receiver three category. Um, you know how I feel about Schultz when all three of these guys are available. Schultz is irrelevant to me. Um, definitely think he's even in droppable category. On the Giants side, Saquon, and that's that's that's, that's it really. This D-line is going to destroy the Giants. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was uh I was able to tell that Dalton Schultz is droppable because you dropped him in a league yes, where I we did. must play two tight ends. Yes. So yes. <laughs> that means that he's very droppable. Yeah. <laughs> um moving on to how I feel about this game. I'm gonna take this over. I'm gonna take Dallas to cover, I'm gonna take Dallas to win. Uh I think you could trust Dak this week. Uh you know, the, the Giants have been, you know, terrible in terms of pass defense and they're missing three players in the secondary. So I, I think that's definitely uh, a plus there for the, for the, um, the, for Dak Prescott there and the Dallas Cowboys passing offense, uh, Mark Cooper, CD lamb, both wide receiver ones. I totally agree with you. I think I said the same thing last week, CD lamb with Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper mm-hmm. healthy as we go down the stretch for the fantasy run is going to, be at another level, I yeah. think, for that than we've really seen with these matchups that he's going to be getting in the slot. Um, sorry, I'm like peeking at the yeah, game. No, I, think, me too. I know you're doing the same thing. I'm doing the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got we. There's a lot of there's a lot of League of Extraordinary People fantasy action going on in this game right here. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, I know your matchup is dependent on it. My matchup is kind of dependent on it. So, um, anyway. Tony Pollard, RB2, upside if he plays. I think Zeke's at the point now where he's a touchdown-dependent RB2. Mm. Uh, I think that's kind of how we have to treat him here. Uh, I got a text today from a friend of mine asking me, Zeke or Miles Gaskin this week? (laughs) Yeah, I mean. It's tough. That's how tough tough it is. It's tough. Michael Gallup, though, like you, uh, he's a wide receiver three. And then Dalton Schultz, I agree, has evaporated. So, yeah, uh, yeah done there. Uh, Saquon Barkley, that's there really it, RB2, RB3. <laughs> uh, De- Devontae Booker, though, I think has some RB3 value potentially, right? Saquon Barkley has been limited. Um, he's also seen some work here, Booker has. So I think there's, that's in play. And then Evan Ingram, I think, has some upside as a tight end streaming option. Uh, has a 15% target share over the last three weeks. Uh, so I think he's definitely in play. And if Daniel Jones goes, I, I, you could talk me into Sterling Shepard. Maybe. I'm just, maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe. He's, you know, <laughs> going to be in a slot. 
<laughs> away from everybody. Hey, if the D line is going after Daniel Jones, you gonna have to you know dump it off. You know, also, if you don't fumble it five times, yo. <laughs> uh, moving on to this next game here, we got the nine and four Tennessee Titans traveling to Pittsburgh to take on a six six and one Pittsburgh Steelers. This game has a forty one and a half point total. The Pittsburgh Steelers, or I mean Tennessee Titans rather, are one and a half point favorites. Weather's okay in this game. Uh, in terms of injuries on the Pittsburgh side, Montrevious Adams, defensive tackle, he's on the injury on the COVID injury reserve list. Uh, ten on the Tennessee side, Des Fitzpatrick, he's on the COVID injury reserve list. Um, in terms of this matchup here. I will be taking the over. I'll be taking Tennessee to cover. I'll be taking Tennessee to win uh, on the, in terms of the fantasy side, Deontay Johnson, top 10 play Najee Harris, top 10 play uh, Chase Claypool, strong wide receiver to play. I think this week, I think, you know, Tennessee gets killed by wide receivers. Claypool is a big, big play receiver despite getting benched last week. Uh, still has still saw nine targets, eight receptions. Uh, dude is a freak, and I think mm-hmm. this is the type of matchup you want to play the freak in. So definitely in Claypool this week. Firemuth, uh, you know, definitely a tight end one option there. Uh, you know, a little touchdown dependent, but find me a tight end not named Gronk, Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, Andrews. That isn't so. Yeah. Um, and then on the on the uh, Tennessee side, I think I can get behind Julio Jones this week. I think I can do it. Like, you could really tell yourself a story here where Julio <laughs> walks out of this game with a 30% target share. There's nobody else to throw the ball to. He's coming back from uh, his his injury healthy, one more one week healthier. Mm-hmm. And this is a – it's not like it's, unconce- it's inconceivable to believe that Julio Jones right. could – Get a 30% target share in a game. So I think I'm in the Julio this week. Uh, Deontay Foreman uh, seems to be the RB1 there in Tennessee. So I will play him as an RB2-3 option. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover, Tennessee to win. It's crazy. We don't really talk about a lot of Tennessee side, but they they found a way to get it done. I see. Uh, I'm... Julio is at best flex category. Like his best finish is wide receiver 18. Uh, like yeah, I think it can get into a low end deep league flex category. On Pittsburgh side, uh, I do like their weapons a lot. Najee, of course, RB1, Claypool and Deontay Johnson. I like both of them. Of course, Deontay has the higher upside, solid, uh, safer option as a wide receiver one. Pat Firemurf, um, yeah, I continue to play him. Uh, he's just going to keep on rolling and as the tight end of the future on this team. And, yeah, uh, Dante Foreman, I like him as well, actually. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the next game here. Uh, this game has a has some definitely, definitely some intrigue here. Um, <laughs> the 2-11 Houston Texans travel to Jacksonville to take on the 2-11 Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> this game has a 39.5 point total. Earlier this week, this game, the Jags were 3.5 point favorites. 
I want to I want to say and I want to believe that that line changed at 3 a.m. last night or 1 a.m. last night <laughs> rather that that line changed because now it's they're five point favorites. Um, there's a 60 percent chance of rain in this game. In terms of injuries on the Houston side, Rex Burkhead he's out with a hip and a quad. Oh. Terrence Mitchell he's out with uh, COVID. Um, as is Terrence Brooks, Der Marcus Walker, AJ Moore, Christian Kirksey, and Kamar Kamu Grugier Hill. On the Jacksonville side, there's no injuries there. Wow. But I bet you everybody who is healthy <laughs> is dancing and laughing it up and having a good time because as I referenced, there was some news last night as we were asleep. Urban Meyer was Relieved of his duties as the head coach of the JAX. I don't know. I wanted to say that. I thought it'd be cool. Jacksonville's a pretty cool acronym. Uh, you know, whatever. It's not even really an acronym. It's just an abbreviation. But you know what yeah, I meant. Get him out of here. Get Urban Meyer out of here. And I, you know, I gotta. There's, I'm, you know, eating pro right now because I had Urban Meyer as being a good hire. I thought it could work out, but. It was just move after move after move that just was like, no, I, I think Urban Meyer is incompetent. I mean, uh, what's worse than Chip Kelly? Like, I don't know, man. I, I think Urban Meyer's got to yeah, be worse, yeah. bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's got to be worse. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're my right. Man, my man was dancing with, with, with some shorty that wasn't even his, <laughs> wasn't even his wife. After a loss. <laughs> like, after a loss, right? No, after, no, they won. They, won that, they won that game. I thought they won that game. They only got two was wins, so I don't even remember. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, they, they won lost. the game no, in London, right. and no, you're right. Okay. They lost. They lost. <laughs> it just felt like a win because they 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 covered. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then found out yesterday that he kicked the kicker. He kicked the former kicker. He said, "Hey, dip. You know what? Make your effing kicks today." It's not uh, speechless. <laughs> speechless. Speechless. So, um, yeah. With that being said, I think this is your matchup here, Greg, to go Back. first. So, where are you where are you going with this game? Uh, I did have Houston winning, but I mean, I think with the inspiration, you know, one of those like when John Gruden got fired, the Raiders came through and got the win. So, I think Jacksonville gets that dub. I'm gonna go with the under. Jacksonville to cover, uh, Jacksonville to win. Actually, Houston to cover, Jacksonville to win. Um, yeah, they find a way as an inspired team with their uh, new new system and everything to, to get the dub. As far as who I'm playing fantasy-wise, though, um, on either side, it's really I'm just looking at Brandon Cooks as a, a solid wide receiver three. Um, and, yeah, in desperate situations, Marvin Jones – uh, is a play. James Robinson, he's a low-end RB2 for me. Uh, and David Johnson, he'll be back. He's probably the relevant running back for the uh, Houston Texans. So he's also, he's in that RB3 category. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I was in the same position as you. I was going to take the under <laughs> here. I was going to take Houston to cover, Houston to win. I woke up this morning. I said Jacksonville was going to win this game. Yep, yep, yep. It's, it's five point. Maybe that's why Vegas, maybe Vegas knew. Yeah. Right? Like, how you open the line at Jacksonville three and a half? Like, everybody came on that, like, Houston. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Yep. Yep. Vegas, man. 
Should have known. And and they had the line, I think, for Urban Meyer being fired at week 14 and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow, yo. Oh, my gosh, bro. (laughs) (sighs) No, man. So, uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. I'm going to take Jacksonville to win. Because of that, well, before we get there, on the Houston side, Brandon Cooks, wide receiver two option, that's really going to be it for me. I thought Royce Freeman was going to get this backfield to himself. If Royce Freeman gets this backfield to himself, the rushing game, not great, but PPR leagues caught five catches last week, had five catches, should see, uh, you know, continue to see some volume if he's there. If David Johnson goes, I don't want any of this backfield. Uh, On the Jacksonville side, I got to be really into the Jacksonville side, right? Like, if Urban Meyer's, like... (laughs) Really as bad as we think he is. I mean, it could be just an ugly game that Jacksonville somehow pulls out. Like it could, but these both these defenses aren't. Neither one of these defenses are really that good. Uh, so you know these teams could have find themselves falling into points potentially here. First game uh, James, James Robinson uh, had you know that Daryl Bevel came out today and said that James Robinson is our starting running back and he will be played ha- as such. Uh, so there's some squeaky wheel narrative potentially here with James Robinson, who, I mean, I'd be surprised if he doesn't see north of 20 touches on Sunday. Um, I think, you know, Marvin Jones, like you said, is interesting. I think LaVisca Chenault has some intrigue in like DFS leagues. I Like I literally think if this, if Urban Meyer was that bad, like we should see yeah, like that's true. instant, an instant turnaround here for like on, some a, on everything yeah. across the board. And <laughs> yeah. so that means Trevor Lawrence included. Like, I think he's interesting in this game, like Houston's not great defensively. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's the number one pick in the draft for a Ooh. reason. Has not really had a good game. I'm not saying in your in your in your redraft league to go sit out there and start Trevor Lawrence. I'm just, you know, hey, if you're playing in a two quarterback league and you're hurting and you don't have Lamar, you might have to go Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying it, you it, you it could be okay here this week if you're playing DFS. Trevor Lawrence. I think is a reasonable option uh, because again, if Urban Meyer is as bad as we believe, then he, the impact has to be greater than w- when we might be given credit for. So that being yeah. said, moving on to the next matchup, the final matchup that we'll cover here for the 1 PM games, the 10 and three hours on the Cardinals traveling to Detroit to take on the one 11 and one Detroit Lions. This game has a 47 and a half point total where the Detroit Lions or Arizona Cardinals rather are 13 and a half point favorites. This game is played in a dome, so no weather concerns there. In terms of injuries on the Arizona side, DeAndre Hopkins, this was the big news. He will be out for the remainder of the regular season as he has had he had to get surgery on his knee to repair a torn MCL. So the earliest that he could come back essentially this year would be the Super Bowl. Uh, and that would be a stretch there. Um, James Conner, he is a DMP Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury that he suffered on the last play of the game in Monday night's game against Seattle. Not Seattle, the Rams. Uh, Rodney Hudson, he's on the COVID-19 reserve list, so he is out of this game. On the Detroit side, TJ Hawkinson, he is out for the remainder of the regular season with a thumb injury that he suffered uh, and had needs surgery. So DeAndre Swift, 
He's been a DMP with this shoulder injury that has been day-to-day. And remember, day-to-day actually means week-to-week. Week-to-week means be lucky if we see him again this season. So, uh, Jamal Williams, he's out uh, with COVID, as is Jalen Elliott. So, in terms of this game here, I will be going with the over. I'll be going with Detroit. I wanted to go Detroit to cover, but now I think I'm probably going to go Arizona to cover um, and Arizona to win. Um, On the Arizona side, Kyler, he's a QB1 for sure. Uh, Zach Ertz, I think, gets a a really nice bump, as does Christian Kirk. Uh, So I think both those guys, uh, you know, Zach Ertz steps into, you know, top six, top seven tight end territory, uh, you know, which is not inconceivable, I think. Uh, t- top three is not is definitely in the range of outcomes without D Hop, uh, Christian Kirk. I think you know again wide receiver two is probably where I would value him for the rest of the season. AJ Green gets a bump as well to probably that wide receiver uh, three wide receiver two range. Uh, and then if Connor can't go uh, and Chase Edmonds can go, I think Chase Edmonds has like legitimate RB one upside in a, a phenomenal matchup here against Detroit on the Detroit side. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, I know we talked about him. I've been talking about him at, at different points throughout the season. He's finally come through these last couple weeks, uh, and, and I think the opportunities are going to continue to be there with no TJ Hawkinson, no, potentially no DeAndre Swift. Uh, so I, I have him down as a wide receiver, too, in PPR leagues just based off the target volume alone. Uh, and then Craig Reynolds uh, will probably be the, you know, the, the running back in there, assuming that DeAndre Swift doesn't go. He's also the pass pass catcher there. Uh, so I think he should be, you know, probably realistically, if his name wasn't Craig Reynolds, he'd probably be an RB2. But because yeah. his name is Craig Reynolds, I'm probably going to put him down as an RB3 uh, flex play. But I, I think I think I'd be confident saying he's an RB2 in PPR leagues. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to take Arizona to cover Arizona to win. Arizona might get this over themselves, but uh. Yeah, on Arizona side, Kyler Murray is kind of in that similar spot to Josh Allen. Uh, could be in a huge spot to finish, you know, <clears throat> top three category. You're starting him up. If Chase Evans goes, I'm with you. I think he's in that high in RB2, RB1 upside category. Connor's also banged up. But if it's just Connor, then you're playing him uh, as a strong RB2 with some RB1 upside as well because he still could get touchdowns. Uh, no D-hop. Rest season, so yeah, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, um, are the, the the names, the receivers I want, and Zach Ertz as far as a pass catcher, uh, should be a tight end one, strong tight end one for sure. Um, on the Detroit side, it's either just the the Reynolds, the Craig Reynolds and Josh Reynolds, and and Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, confidently, I I want Craig Reynolds, the the one player on the team uh, I think can fall into a, a top twenty four week at that position. Yeah, um, I think that's really going to be it. That's it for the 1 p.m. games there. So we'll be back on Saturday morning to break down the remainder of the 4 p.m. games, uh, the remainder of the games for the week. That includes 4 p.m. games and the Monday night football as well as the Sunday night football. So have a good one, everybody. Good luck for the rest of you, in the rest of your games. And uh, we'll talk to you all on Saturday. Peace. Yeah.